Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Well, well, well. That wasn't in the script, was it? Welcome back to another episode of the Claret and Blue podcast today live on Facebook. Aston Villa have won a football game and I'm not sure how to react anymore. How do we do these podcasts when we win? I don't know, mate. It's a massive dub, that is, isn't it? As the kids say, it's, <laughs> it's, a, massive, it's a massive, massive dub. Um, oh, it's so Aston Villa, isn't it? It's so Aston Villa to just kind of dangle, dangle that little kind of uh, a <laughs> little ray of light in front of us. Um, yeah, scoring goals, isn't it? That's you know, nice, isn't it? Actually, found found a route to goal, and when when that second one went in, I couldn't quite believe it, you know, because I thought this is going to be one of the nerve jangly ones where, you know, even a Crystal Palace team that are kind of you know down on the look and just waiting to waiting for the season to end, I thought they will even that even they will will put us put us against it for the last yeah. uh, last ten minutes. But um, Super Trezor guy, hey, was it? Were we saying nice things about him when the when the team lineup was announced? Or the, the amount of times we've gone, oh, Trezor guy, oh god, who cares? It doesn't really matter. The amount of times we've slagged these players off, and yeah, hero. It was a great finish as well, wasn't it? For the, well, the first one, first of all, um, you know, we we've, we've said this before, haven't we? People wouldn't moan so much, or outsiders wouldn't moan so much about the amount of free kicks that Villa that Jack Grealish won for Villa if Villa were a little bit more kind of um, clinical in profiting from them. So yeah. it was nice nice to actually see see that bear fruit, really, with her, Harahan being back in the team. Um, and, you know, his left foot delivery actually resulting in a goal for Aston Villa. You know, it's it's, it's unprecedented times, it's, isn't yeah, it? It's unheard of. It's absolutely unheard of, winning a game of football. It's the, uh, it's like you said, it's that little slip, slip of hope, isn't it, that kind of strings you along and we could still ultimately disappoint you, like we were saying before kickoff. I think we were both saying, oh, if we win today, it's still over. But now we've actually done it, you kind of think, oh, well, if we beat Everton, <laughs> we get something against West Ham. You never know. Yeah, well, I don't think I'll be going down the co-op in my <laughs> um, in my Muller, Muller top and, and walking too tall just yet. Um, but I think... Um, it's nice, isn't it? We've got till Thursday now when Villa play again, and then yeah. Friday. I mean, I say Friday's a big one between between West Ham and uh, Watford. It'll only be a big one if Villa Villa keep their end of the bargain and you know use this surging confidence to actually go to Everton and and, and get something um, on Thursday night. But it is nice. It's nice for us to be coming at this from a positive position. Um, yeah. And to just, like I say, it's only a glimmer. I still think Villa really do have it all to do. Um, but at least they've proved that they, they can find a way to win football matches again. Two goals scored, a clean sheet. You know, <laughs> you have to go, go go some way back to, to see Villa achieve both of those things at, at both ends of the pitch. So I think, <laughs> you know, it's a sign of what Aston Villa have become this season and perhaps in the last, last 10 years. But... Little kind of little dollops of joy are, are, are few and far between, so we can probably allow you know without getting overly carried away by this, we can probably allow ourselves, um, you know, 
a little bit of light relief, can't we, for a few days? Yeah. Looking at those fixture lists, uh, fixtures there, I was playing it before both the West Ham and Watford as well. You get that nice little psychological edge, don't you? If you do, if you do win, if we're if they're kicking off on Friday and we're a point behind them both, one of them is going to, or one or both of them are going to drop points, aren't they? Because obviously they play each other. Then the next round of fixtures, you can all get away with losing, and then it comes down to the, the last day. If you beat West Ham, Villa stay up, which is a position that before before today we'd probably all have taken that. Yeah, I mean, you say about the psychological boost, but Villa couldn't have had a worse psychological boost going into today today's game, seeing Watford and, and West Ham lose yesterday, and then, you know, losing a man in the warm-up. Um, also, the kind of club's name dragged through the mud with that horrible, horrible message towards um, Wilfred Zahar. So, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't ideal circumstances, but I think maybe it was that. Maybe it was that sense of jeopardy that, that Villa's backs were, were properly to the wall that that's carried them through today. What do you think about the those those enforced changes to the to the lineup with the Hawes going off in the warm up and then Taylor goes off? Probably would have gone off after about fifteen minutes if Matt Target was probably a little bit more fit. He goes off to, off after about half an hour or so. We look better after those changes. It's almost like a little blessing in disguise. Yeah, almost um almost an interesting one, isn't he? Because he's kind of I don't know, he's like the kind of Vanilla ice cream, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's not not the most not the most exciting of choices, but you kind of always know. <laughs> Sound like Tom Hanks. You always know what you you know <laughs> what you're going to get. So I, I don't know. I never feel a real sense of danger. Yeah, that, you know, you don't think, oh, Mohammed is going to come in. Oh, he's going to kind of drop a stupid mistake and, and cost us. You probably yeah, think, very well, lot. Yeah, um, and I think. Yeah, I think Tyler's done okay in recent weeks, yeah, consider, considering how poor Villa have been generally and collectively. Um, but yeah, it, it's worked, hasn't it? The, the Villa, they've been, there's been a little bit of disruption to that back four, and it's kept its first clean sheet. And <laughs> I was going to say its first legitimate clean sheet with the <laughs> um, the Hawkeye situation. Then I remembered the start of the game. When does an arm become a, when does a shoulder become an arm and an arm become a shoulder? And... This is exactly it. I was asked to, obviously, we do other things here with work related stuff but I had to chip in into the Nottingham Forest podcast the other day as the kind of Premier League uh, opinion about VAR and I kind of say I don't think the problem is the technology and being able to watch things over and over again and yes there's some scrutiny over you know drawing lines on the screen and all that kind of thing yeah that's fine that's the way they want to go it's the rules that, that need changing or the laws of the game how is you know, I'm kind of looking at myself, which side is it? This isn't a handball, but this is. Like, it's such a small margin that, you know, I looked at it and thought, oh, you know, they're not going to give that. But that's where the problem with VR is. I don't think it is the technology itself. It's the way it's being used. But whatever. <laughs> well, you're probably right. Perhaps it needs a kind of rewriting of the rule book to, 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 lead, to, to get rid of any, any, any variables. Um, you know, because... It's that word, isn't it? Interpretation, and yeah. if, pe- if people can bring their own interpretation to it, rather than there being a very clear black and white kind of "this is the line," then there will still be those grey areas that that cause confusion and frustration. Whether it's a referee, whether it's human error with the naked eye of a referee on a pitch, or it's human error with the naked eye of three referees in a in a storeroom somewhere, um, <laughs> watching it watching it far removed, but. Is that is that the one? I mean, we said we we VAR was obviously or refereeing issues were obviously the turning point for for Villa. 
on Thursday night against Man United. I think it's come 180. I think it's flipped yeah. today because I think that goal going in, I don't think it would have had quite the same effect as the Man United goal. But Villa suddenly having to, having to pick themselves up from a from a, a one nil deficit again, I think could have been quite damaging. So and a sloppy goal as well. Oh, the defending on it, all him, wasn't it? And I know, I know, Jordan Ayew's gone and kind of taken out Rayner uh, by running across his path like that. But even so, somebody's got to take responsibility to clear that, clear that ball in there. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I wonder if that that kind of sigh of relief acted as a kind of motivational force and just said to Villa, right, we've you know we've been let off the hook there. What, how can we go and make the most of this? Um, but. Oh, I was so doom and gloom before the match that I wasn't really expecting this. Maybe I'd kind of steeled myself for more disappointment. But <laughs> Villa has still got, you know, Villa still got a massive mountain to climb. They've got the same mountain to climb they had after the Man United game. Yeah, to a point. But all of a sudden, you know, what a difference a win makes. It just, it just feels a bit different, doesn't it? And yeah. I think that that game between West Ham and Watford, because we know that somebody's got to drop points. That's that's just tantalising the way that that's thrown uh, in there. That's you know, have they thrown that in there to just to kind of you know bring the twists and turns and to you know to dramatise what's already going to be a very dramatic end of the season? Because it's yeah, that just that game. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. If Villa could somehow <laughs> conjure up a win at Everton and close Which, that, to gap, they, look, they didn't look great against Wolves today. Three 0 there. No, well, that's the thing. Well, it's it's kind of how do Everton react to that? Is there going to be a backlash from that, or yeah. are Everton a bit of a spent force themselves now? Um, but yeah, but to, talk talk to me about Trez again. Anyway, other than the goals, how do you think he did? All right, I was just going to say as you were talking there about how much how much a, a win makes a difference, how you feel about the game. I think when you've lost or we've been playing the way we have so far, it's very easy to pick out a couple of players and say they didn't do enough or or change this or change that. When you win, you kind of look at the whole squad and go, you know what, they all did okay there. Like as a collective, we, we looked much better and obviously you kind of have to be to even win a football game. But I think Conza moving back to centre-back by force looked more comfortable there. His crosses have been good, to be fair, from right back where Elmo can, can offer the same thing. I thought McGinn looked a little bit unfit in the first 20 minutes or so, but even then after the goal, he, he almost seemed to stand a little bit taller as well. It, it looks like Villa all of a sudden went, oh my God, we might actually do this and win and everyone kind of added a bit to their game. So, I don't know, it's difficult. I don't think you can just point to Trezeguet and go, yeah, he's, he's done well there because he hit the post against Man United, didn't he? And you kind of look at it and go, oh, well, him or El Ghazi either or. But then he's took both of his goals well. He's had that third chance that he probably should have got the hat-trick for yeah. towards the end as well. So, I'm I'm happy with that. It's, you know, I think we said before before kick off that you at least want to see Villa if we are to go down, go down with a fight. Show us that you're willing to to fight for it. And today they have done that. And like you said, if we can nick anything against Everton, and then it's all down to that West Ham game on the last day. And that's ruling out that we don't get a random Arsenal turn up and David Luiz does something stupid or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah, I've got that kind of little glint in my eye that maybe just maybe we're going to do it <laughs> which is silly yeah it's a dangerous dangerous place to be that is I've learned if I've learned anything from being a Villa fan all these years it's always expect the worst because then you can only be pleasantly dis- pleasantly surprised yeah. if some, something good happens but I've, I've found there's a couple of moments where I thought Villa forced the issue and got the got the reward because of it I think there was 
I think for the for the penalty that that was given and then not given, which I think is probably the correct decision. The yeah, more it wasn't I, a penalty. The more I see it back, but I think the ball was zipped in really fast around the box. It might have been McGinn who, who zipped it into the edge of the box, uh, rather than playing a safe safe pass. And Colin, yeah. I think that's caught caught Palace on the back foot. There was that moment, and I think I know it's only only a very very little thing, but. Conor Hurahan's kind of soared out the sky to win a header for the second goal that's put it straight back in the box. And I don't know, perhaps perhaps these players are doing these things all the time, but because it hasn't resulted in goals, yeah. you don't necessarily notice it. But there just seemed to be a little bit more, you know, onus on Villa, realising that they've got to start, um, like I say, forcing, forcing the issue. Yeah. Um, there was a little moment from Trezeguet towards the end as well where he closed someone down kind of sprinted full burst again, yeah. and, and went out for throwing or everyone stopped at a Palace attack and yeah. it's just those little tiny kind of sliding doors moments if he if we're nil-nil at that point and he kind of jogs over Palace might go on the attack and, and score off something yeah. from as silly as that so it's just that little bit of fight that we've, that we've been asking for and that's what gives you that little bit of hope yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I must admit, like I did, I groaned when I saw his name on the team sheet, and I, I groaned within the first ten minutes because he kind of either given the ball away or been knocked. I think he's still a little bit lightweight, to be honest. I think he, he he's somehow. I know he's only a slight guy anyway, but he needs to be a little bit stronger. Um, but he's delivered. He's delivered, and, and Villa have delivered. And to be fair, you know, Smith's only made one change um, from the lineup. On Thursday, he's bought Harahan yeah. in for, for Al Ghazi. And I didn't know whether that would be enough because I thought there were too many people on Thursday night who were just kind of, who were broken men. Um, what do you think of Harahan, by the way? I thought he was, I thought he was, despite the, other than the, um, the set piece for the goal, I thought he was better kind of in, in open play than he yeah. was on his set pieces. To be honest, I thought, um, I thought he looked decent. You know, he's, he, I've mentioned that that kind of header that got the ball, that recycled the ball back for the, for the second goal. And, you know, he's had a, had a shot himself, hasn't he, that, that has forced a good save. I thought he looked, I thought he looked decent. I thought, I thought collectively they looked decent. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think the, the, the late changes or the, you know, the, the change on the eve of kickoff with, with, El Mohamedy coming in and, and, and with Target then coming in for Taylor, it, it didn't seem to disrupt them. They just seemed to seem to take it in their stride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I don't want to I don't want to get too too excited about it because I, I know that I know that Villa could probably go to Everton and get spanked again. But we've, we've got to win two or three games left, haven't we now? And that gives us a chance, no? Well, it does now because you know what was it? Is it the first winning eleven today? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, first win since January. I think it's the I think it's the first winning eleven, and I think confidence is is a, a massive thing, and it's almost like a kind of um, you know the albatross off the back, isn't it? By 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 winning that game, they don't want to win that game and then that win to be in vain. They yeah. need to kind of use that. Use that as a springboard. Um, just put the table up now, haven't you? So it's a shame that Watford, what well, both of them won yesterday, isn't it? I and mean, it isn't only one point now. That's just, that's a real shame. But it's obviously what you've got to deal with. But if that if that table has us on thirty three points on Thursday night, there's massive pressure on both Watford and West Ham the following night. Then 
Yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm trying to kind of keep keep a, a level on things because one win in the last six and a half months um, <laughs> is not reason for us to kind of start getting the party poppers out and stuff like that. But <laughs> so what I would say is that goal difference is still is still horrible. To be honest, yeah. it's, still an, it's still another point in effect, but isn't it? So what Watford have got Man City and Arsenal. Though. Yeah, well, listen, you, 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 I'll be the bad bad cop, you'll be, you be the good cop. Just saying, you know, if we can do another upbeat podcast on, on Thursday evening, oh, then even even cynical old me might, uh, might dare to dream. I might even have to dig out the Green Muller again, I think, on um, on Thursday night. It may have become a lucky omen. Yeah, it's good luck now. I've got, I've got to wear this, you've got to wear that. Anyone in the comments who's watching this now, whatever you did tonight, if you watched it outside or whatever it is, you've got to do exactly the same routine again on Thursday, just in case that was what made me win tonight. Yeah. And if that doesn't work on Thursday night, you then have permission to burn everything that you own, because <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be. Um, what's what's the comments like? Is the kind of cautious optimism? or There's a comment here about, about Harahan from Chris Brown. He says, yeah, Connor's major issue, though, is consistency, unfortunately. And this is something we've both touched on many a times, that Connor Harahan's good game was today. If he plays in Everton on Thursday night, it, you know, history shows us that his second and third games aren't as good as his, uh, his, as his return to the first team. So I think what we've kind of stumbled upon through enforced injuries today and the line that we that we went with, that's what we should go to Everton with now and hope that they, they're as out of form as they looked to, today against Wolves and that we go there and, and nick a goal or two and come away with even a point there would be, you know, obviously it's not it's not enough just yet and we need to be winning as many games as possible. But if you get a point there, point at Arsenal and then beat West Ham, which would be four and beat them, which sounds mental. But yeah, at this stage now, like we keep saying, it's do or dive. Maybe that was what, what, what happened today is that now it gives us enough confidence to go into Everton and, and go there and go, yeah, we're going to go there and score two or three goals. Yeah, I don't want to go there and get a point, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think, uh, I, I think we'll need to still still get points in, um, in three b- batches of threes, really. Um, yeah, Harran's an interesting one. It has been a common theme running through this, um, running through this podcast, hasn't it? That it's almost kind of, how do you keep him sharp and active? Yeah all the time and it seems to be that leaving him out the team that first game back t- t- tends to be the one and then he kind of almost settles into a I don't think it's complacency or comfort zone I think I think that's harsh on him because we've said before there's a lot of other players who are just as inconsistent as him to be honest yeah. uh, I think the, the key thing if you're going to play Harahan in, in a midfield you do need to have a couple of kind of ratters in there you do need to have have, have McGinn and, 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 and Louise are prepared to kind of you know, just kind of be be kind of terrorising at the heels of of opponents, and you know, putting the tackles in. I don't, I don't think Harahan is soft in that sense, but I just don't think, I don't think that's his game. I don't think he has the energy or, or necessarily the aggression. So, yeah, if you haven't got those people who are, who are doing that around him, then he does become a bit of a luxury item. Um, I think, I think traditionally as well. I don't know if there's any kind of stats to back it up. Whether it's just a kind of opinion that I've formed just from watching games, but that. The, the uh, trio of Target, Harahan and Grealish kind of down that left side with Harahan playing on the left of the field, they seem to all link up quite well. As I say, I don't know if there's any actual stats to say that when those three play together, Grealish is more effective or whatever it is, but they look like they understand each other. So if you have something similar on the right-hand side with Elmo and Trezeguet maybe, and McGinn kind of going out towards that right-hand side, all you need now is a striker that can score goals and we'd, we'd be half decent. <laughs> 
What are you thinking next season in Europe? <laughs> oh, mate, who knows? We've seen stranger things, haven't we? Um, yeah, I mean, what did you make of um, what did you make of Samata today? Because obviously, there was that one chance, wasn't there? The header that um, yeah. you know was a was a great ball in, and you know, the I hit the target, haven't you? At least. Yeah, the commentator was was saying what I mean when he was signing that it was kind of signed for his aerial prowess, and you know, fortunately, it didn't prove that costly because more more chances came in again. But you've yeah. seen you've seen Samata with that one, and you've seen Keenan Davis towards the end with that ball across, and I think Trezeguet put him off yeah. that ball across the box. And you're thinking those are our centre forwards. <laughs> those are our centre forwards. Um, but it doesn't. I suppose it doesn't matter if your wingers scoring twice. But yeah, you know, we'll, we'll that has Trezeguet used up his goals for the um, for the rest of the year now? Well, I hope not. All you've got to do is take today as the stepping stone to Villa staying up. It's kind of got to forget everything that's happened in the last in the last games uh, post lockdown before today. Everything that we've seen so far this season. It's almost like today is look. This is what you're capable of. And I know Palace were poor. I tweeted this before we came on that. It's kind of fortunate that we've actually seen somebody worse at football than us. And for once, we've actually taken advantage of that and beat them for a change, which is nice to see. But I don't think anyone else we play will be as kind of lacklustre as Palace were today. So Villa need to be as good as they were today in parts and more to get anything out of these last few games. So they need to kind of take any confidence they can from today and put that, put that to Everton first and foremost. And if you win there, I think there'll be a lot more people on uh, this comment section and between us and, and Villa fans out there that we start start to think oh yes maybe we're going to do this yeah what well, I wanted to I wanted to talk about on um, on the goal again or the goal that was dis- disallowed you know I know everybody can claim that they've been victims of VAR this season but I did feel there was a little bit of poetic justice from the goal that Villa had disallowed um, at Sellers Park yeah. Earlier, earlier in the season, so I don't think Palace can can crow too much. So I don't know whether you noticed it, Dan, but did Benteke get sent off at the end? He did, yeah. I didn't realise till I got up here and I'd seen it on Twitter. I'd, I'd left as soon as it ended to get up and come and get set up, and I'd seen yeah, he kicked out at concert. I think did he got sent off? I haven't seen it back. I think on Sky they just showed him receiving the red card when when I'd first come up. So I have no idea what that, what that's about, but quite funny. Christian, you naughty boy. Um, I enjoyed his header that was well off target. I was thinking, oh, he's done that on purpose. <laughs> I think he's still secretly supports Villa. I think he's wearing, wearing Villa pants underneath yeah, all that. 100%. Um, I did want to make a serious point about that. Um, crikey, it's just been a belting goal scored. Um, <laughs> Lacazette for, for Arsenal. Blimey. Um, sorry, I got slightly distracted there. <laughs> um, they Arsenal? This is the North London derby, isn't it? They're right top. Uh, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, Belter. Anyway, back on topic. Now, I wanted to make a serious point about um, the abuse that, that Wilfred Zahar received um, on his Instagram this morning. And yeah. It's easy to say, kind of, you know, you know, that's not us. You know, that, and it, it is not, you know, it doesn't represent Aston Villa. It doesn't represent Aston Villa at all. And I hope that the culprit, whoever he is, you know, he's kind of dealt with, you know, to me, it, I think people on social media should have a license in the way that you would to, for your TV or for a dog or for any of these things. I think just genuinely, I think it should come with a consequence. I think you should have to hand over your, your passport and get it, get it properly oh, yeah. done like that because I think the anonymity, you know, and just this kind of thing that it empowers people behind screens to say whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, and people say, what happened about free speech? This free speech and this hate speech, 
you know what I mean? I don't think anybody can condone what what Zahar had to had to put up with, and I'm glad that Roy Hodgson came out quite strongly after the game. Sorry, before the game, I'm glad that the Zahar himself thought, "I'm not having this. I'm going to name and shame the guy who's done this. Yeah. I'm not having it." And you know that Villa and, and Palace have, have both issued very strong statements as, as well. We've heard that that West Midlands Police are, are looking into it and holding an investigation. It's not, you know, social media has great, you know, it's great to give people a platform to, to speak and to chat and to exchange views and to try and educate and to discuss and to debate. But what is that trying to achieve? It's just horrible and it's vile. Um, yeah. And there's no place for it. There's no place for it whatsoever. Yeah, well, you, it's the kind of um, same thing comes out, doesn't it, every time something like this happens and you say, oh, it's, it's, not, it's not a proper Villa fan. But they are, they are, they are real people. Because you just look at it and go, "Oh, it's just a social media thing." But that's a real person that you've probably sat at at Villa Park, who's, who's bought shirts like we have over the years, and that's a part of the community that we're a part of. So you have to call it out and say, "This is not acceptable," because otherwise, in twenty twenty, this is still continuing to happen. I agree. You know, that person, that idiot, that racist, vile job is actually one of us in the fact that he's amongst yeah. us. But it's we've got a responsibility to say, no, we don't want that. We don't want you to be amongst us. You know, go and re-educate yourself, kind of grow up and learn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I just wanted to kind of um, touch on that because it's it's just fine. It's not, not acceptable. Um, yeah, totally agree. Um, on a happier note, how are you going to be celebrating Aston Villa finally winning the game? Oh, I thought you were going to say celebrating staying in the Premier League then. I was going to say, oh, oh, steady on. You've known me long enough to know that I don't get carried away that that quickly. Um, I don't know, you know, I've not decided. I've really not thought about it. It feels very weird to be positive after an Aston Villa game for once. I put on something on Twitter the other day saying about, oh, well, you know, my Twitter will go back to just talking about the misery of Aston Villa again from now on. And it's like, all of a sudden, there's actual victory to, to bask in for a change. I don't know, it's weird. It feels unnatural got a smile on my face all the time which is really weird can we put it out to the, the comment section because i'm in charge of tonight's um tonight's evening meal which oh, basically okay. means i've got to go and get a takeaway from somewhere <laughs> so can we have recommendations for what takeaway i should have and what i should be drinking with it i don't know um what what, what do you reckon i should have that well i'm knowing you the way i do i imagine it'll probably be fish and chips and a punk ipa because it's just standard yeah, it probably will be, but I don't I need to kind of set it, set it up? Don't I need to set it apart from my normal, that's my normal defeat diet. <laughs> what, shall, I have some, shall I have some extra curry sauce or something? Or, I'll uh, have like a full-blown curry and go all out and just order the whole the whole, whole menu. Oh, it's a bit warm for curry, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. I've not, I've not given this any thought whatsoever. I might have a cheeky drink, maybe. Um, someone says you should have a purity ale, which is topical. That makes sense. Yeah, James says, get the purity out on the go. Yeah. yeah. Not many comments, so I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> You're going to have to make your own decisions. Maybe you should come cook. Maybe you should oh, go and come cook. on. Come on. Why not? Today's going quite well. I don't want to ruin it, do I? <laughs> give yourself food, boys. Give, give the family beans on toast. So, would you go with the same 11 on... <laughs> on Thursday, Thursday night by the by same 11 we're probably saying target starting yeah, ahead so. of Taylor um, yeah. I don't know what was Taylor's um, injury like what happened to him because he seemed he carried on for 20 odd minutes he obviously yeah. looked a bit looked a bit sore or whatever but you couldn't couldn't tell what was wrong with him 
Looked like a muscle injury, so I don't know if he was his hamstring or his calf or what, but um bucket bar with a glass of cognac. <laughs> Jason Green, love this. An Egyptian beer. Again, very topical. I don't know what Egyptian beers out are out there, but we have to pop down to ours and see if there's anything on, on offer. Um what we're we talking about? Uh, yeah, the, the starting eleven. <laughs> Kebab. <laughs> oh, I love this one. An Indian from Vacas in Collie Gate. It's good there. I've been there a few times, it's very nice. I don't think I've ever been to Vacas. Oh, it's nice. It's on the high street. Great recommendation from Dean there. Love that. Donna meat and chips, chilli and mayonnaise. And what are chicken kebab <sighs> and chips, actually? What about chicken kebab meat and chips in a try? Yeah, Garlic mayo. Bad. That ain't bad. Get a beer on the side of that. Not bad. Yeah, it sounds decent, that does. The um, problem is, if we, if we continue to keep winning, you've got to have that all the time, and you, you fall in, <laughs> you're falling off the diet wagon, aren't you, if you keep doing that? The problem with that, and wearing the same green top at the time, that, <laughs> that don't happen. I'm going to burst out of it like the Hulk. Um, so. <laughs> yes, back to football. Let's let's round it up on football as we approach half an hour. You're talking about the start at 11. Um, yeah, I think Target stays in there, Contra at uh, centre-back, Elmer at right-back, and the rest of it stays the same. Smatter or Davis, I don't Either or, I don't think it makes a, a huge amount of difference. Um, but yeah, I think it worked, didn't it? So why change it? Yeah, I thought um, I thought Grealish, uh, Grealish did okay. Um, well, <clears throat> what do think about the penalty, by the way? Well, the one that wasn't given. The one that Grealish that went given down for, yeah. I thought it was at first. And then the more I watched it and I saw him kind of throw, launch himself <clears throat> to try and yeah. kind of you know get to the ground quicker. Uh, and then they. Yeah, if he they, didn't do that, I think he might have got away with it. Yeah, it did look, didn't it, like he planted his foot. Um, it's Van Arnholt, wasn't it? Like he planted his foot on so. Van Arnholt rather than the um, rather than the other way round. So I think it was fair. I think it was fair. I did yeah. think is that going to be a turning point? And you know, I actually thought we'd probably miss the penalty anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the annoying thing with that is it was a lot similar to the Man United one, wasn't it? That Jack has has much stood on. The Palace player, yeah. whoever it was, and it wasn't given. Whereas on whenever it was uh, Thursday, was it Man United? Yeah. Same thing happens with Concer and Fernandez, and that is seen and given as a penalty. But whatever, we're not, we're not bitter about that at all. No, well, I actually think in in um, Stockley Park where the, the the VAR people make the decisions, I don't think they even bother watching them back. I think you know one of them, <laughs> you know, them wheel of fortune things where they just spin a wheel. And that's so why it loops so long sometimes. Yeah. Someone's giving it a really hard spin on the wheel. Somebody's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. jumped down and give it a proper thing, and then you just tick slowly like pen, no pen, pen. I think it's like that. I mean, I it, was, it wasn't a penalty. I'm not. I'm not saying that it, they've made the wrong decision. VAR works there. It wasn't a penalty, so oh, I'm, no, just, you shouldn't I, have got it. That's fine. I don't think VAR works. I think they've just fluked it with a wheel <laughs> on that one. You're going to get one right eventually, aren't you? Um, but yeah, I, I didn't think he, I didn't think it was a penalty after second, third, fourth. No, it wasn't. Um, but Villa have won a football match. You know, the last time Villa won was against Watford, uh, which was January. Yeah. Same, same referee, actually, I believe, wasn't it? I think it was. Martin. It? I think it was Martin, Martin. So we need to get Martin Atkinson every week as well. <laughs> um, eat, eat kebab meat in a tray and uh, wear, wear green muller tops. So, <laughs> but no, it's it, it's been a welcome. It's been a welcome relief because yesterday was feeling so bleak, yeah. so grim. Um, it's a glimmer. I don't think it's any more than that. I don't think it's any any more than that. It's it's a glimmer of hope. Um, and long may it continue to be honest, because 
I didn't want Villa. Well, I don't want Villa to go down full stop, but I certainly didn't want to go down with with the whimper that they appeared to be showing in recent weeks. Yeah. So it's it's game on again, isn't it? Yeah, just about. I think of the. I don't know. It's for this caption, but for the social media stuff we've been doing today, I put the, there's life in the old dog just yet. There's still a little bit there for Villa. You need to win the next game and then beat West Ham, and. I mean, even that might not be enough <laughs> if the results still don't go your way. But if we do do that and still go down, I'll hold my hands up and say, all right, well, we gave it our best shot and we still we still didn't work out. After uh, Man United, you were kind of looking at it and go, Christ, Villa might lose the next four here. And, and that is obviously an absolute disaster. So the fact that we've managed to get something tonight, Everton, you'd see how they react to a, a hammering from Wolves. If you get something there, we, you know, one game at a time, isn't it? Like the, the classic football cliche, we'll see where we are on Thursday night. If we're... Uh, one point behind West Ham and Watford, I'll start to be going, yes, this this is it. I think we might do it. <laughs> Thursday night's a sign of how seriously they, they are about it, isn't it? Because yeah. they need to go up there. Listen, they didn't go hell for leather today, did they? They still still played, you know, still still very measured. And the clean sheet is evidence of that. But We've created chances at last. We've scored goals. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. I thought, I'm going back to the start of the game now, but... I thought Jack's Jack's chance was going to go in. I thought it was great, a great move for that. I thought he should have maybe flashed that back across the goal rather than trying to score yeah. from it. But yeah, again, yeah. another deep chance. The Samata header, the one at the end with Trezeguet and Davis. We've obviously scored two goals as well. It just makes a change to come out of a Villa game first of all with a win, but also to feel like yes, we've 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 showed signs that there's still stuff there. The uh, the one thing I did want to mention before we go was um, the amusing um, thing that I've learned today. That was it the the Wolves match and the Blues match. They were playing Villa chants yeah. as part of the uh, as part of the, the, the artificial audio. That's hilarious, that is. <laughs> Massive, aren't we? They've just gone, oh, it's a Midlands club. Must be Villa. Just put, just put Villa on. Don't we? Talk, talk about obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love that. Um, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up. We've, we've kind of waffled on for almost an hour from United, but there's a lot kind of more despair <laughs> to go through with, uh, with, the, with the defeat. The fact we've won. Yeah, you know, the comments on uh, Thursday is a, you know, a lot of kind of talking points. Whereas tonight, everyone just is just the same in the same vein as us. I can't, you know, can't believe we've done it. There's still a chance. A few people still saying we're still dead, dead and buried, which is fine. Everyone's got their own opinion. But I think uh, after half an hour or so, kind of quit while we're ahead. I, think, I feel happy. Let's not go too deep into it. No, that's it. Don't don't need to analyse it too too much. Um, so same same place on Thursday night um, yeah. away at Everton. Usual plug for our um, podcast and YouTube offerings. Um, you can find us, find our Claret and Blue brand on, on YouTube and on Spotify and on iTunes. And we're going to do um, a start a newsletter that's going to go out into your inboxes this week. So we'll drop a link into how you can sign up to that if you want to. But you know, I think I think we might as well leave it there from a three point gaining, um, hope reigniting. Uh, Premier League table surging <laughs> victory over Crystal Palace. Let's have it. Guys, yeah, we'll be back on Thursday. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, then the usual stuff, subscribe to that channel as well, like it, get all your comments down below and we'll, we'll reply to as many as we can when soon as we're in a, a jubilant mood. But yeah, thanks for joining us on, uh, on Sunday night. Enjoy the rest of your evenings and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa.